Welcome to Wisdom at the Crossroads, the podcast, now in its second year. I'm your host, Amanda Onchalenko, and I'm excited to be continuing our journey, where each week, through the experience of story, we pause to connect to each other, and most importantly, to ourselves. If you've been following along with me, you'll know stories feature creativity and inspiration, and the paired mindful Mandart meditations at the end are a short few minutes of self-care you can take anywhere. This year, I'll be adding to the catalogue as we continue to make ourselves available to the creative magic all around us through the action of slowing down. I hope you'll join me weekly to connect to your own stories through my examples, to find your own wisdom at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Thanks for joining me today. I hope all is well in your world, and that if you are local, you might even have an opportunity to get to a warmer climate for a winter getaway. Sadly, I have no actual plans for a warm beach walk right now, but the potential for a virtual one is always on the back burner for me, particularly when the mercury drops so severely as it has lately where I live. I'm calling today's episode Arty Facts because it was inspired by both work and travel. At the studio, I was most recently underpainting two large birch panels, which are three feet by four feet. I love the beginnings where I have no attachment to an outcome, particularly on such a big surface. It gives me an opportunity to tune in to a primitive part of myself and fully immerse myself in the process of adding paint to a surface. Getting away without an agenda and a view to discovery recently took me to Toronto. I don't know about you, but my first port of call in any unfamiliar city is always to the largest gallery I can find, and in Toronto, that's the Art Gallery of Ontario. I'm lucky. I get to tag along on my husband's work trips, so while we're in Toronto, the galleries of the AGO became my temporary office as I opened myself to seeing. I love to view life in the details, to witness snippets of humanity to experience marks made by another hand, sometimes centuries ago. When I walk along our beach at the lake, I find different tricks inspire the gathering of a particular type of stone or shell. One day colour might be my focus, but on another, the shape of a stone or the texture of a lucky rock might be what comes home in the palm of my hand. On this particular visit to the gallery, I was similarly attracted to examine and collect things. This time it was patterns. The patterns of process, or those created at the hand of the maker, intentionally or not, were the details that inspired my travels through the space. I admired patterns culturally assigned and reinterpreted through contact, influence and opportunity. I found patterns on textiles and in ceramics. My focus narrowed as I was led through halls to dedicated spaces, where I was mindful of mark-making and drawn into journeys that rode the energy of the brushstroke or physical gesture, telling stories of the past that now so fully fueled my presence. I was entranced by moments described by a single mark that may have existed alone or in groups, marks that might have been made as a fleeting punctuation point at the time that now, centuries later, have become a permanent document of a moment of someone's physical presence in time. The Middle Ages inspire me every time, 
I imagine I spent a past life fascinated with illuminated manuscripts because I find I'm weirdly drawn to particular items within the exhibits and I try to follow the unspoken cues that lead me into the clues they share that develop into stories in my thoughts. I always leave inspired and full of questions. On this particular visit, I wondered about the artistic statement made by an anonymous scribe on a large ceramic platter in 1370, and how this token of creative energy had survived history unscathed. How did it find its way to this moment to be held preciously behind glass and within my gaze? How many eyes have feasted on its delicate rhythmic marks? How many more will also be touched by the enormity of this feat in the future? As my travels through curated spaces continued, I found gold bullion with impersonal utilitarian marks stamped centuries ago, and glass dated as early as AD 70. Fragile, handcrafted miracles of survival that resonate with luminosity as the elements impact their delicate exterior surfaces. I bonded with Canadians, David Melm, A.Y. Jackson, J.H. MacDonald, Tom Thompson, and studied the marks they made and allocated to landscapes, observed the details they used to describe the elements, curated into compositions that hobbled together from the colours on their palette to express the energy of a moment and a place. At the AGO, the physical structure of the space was equally inspiring. Centuries of architectural thought and practice merged to create space and light and accommodate growing and expanding collections. Frank Geary's internal staircase drew me literally on a circuitous route to the apex of the building. It is a celebration of craftsmanship, engineering and design. The sensuous, utilitarian curves lead us through layers of history and expression. The view from the top of the stairs offers a reward for our efforts. Views across the city that echoed the merger of old and new, contrast and uniformity, and shared connections to the past that are still respected in the present. On our travels along our daily paths or the circuitous routes we wander when exploring a new place or site, we are offered an opportunity to see and to connect to ourselves, to each other, and to the history of the places we experience. When we return to a place or institution, each subsequent visit offers a new perspective, a new opportunity to see our favourites in a new light. On my last visit to the Gallery of Ontario, I was inspired to admire and imagine, to think and to wonder, and to bring that curiosity into my own experience of the human condition. On previous visits, I recall being drawn to new shows or installations or to a particular period of time. On this visit, I was inspired to revisit bodies of work with new eyes, a directed focus, and a personal challenge to play with continuous line drawing. The process helped me to look at boundaries and shapes within the subjects and not necessarily an entire composition. This fun little game that I played took me into the artist's thoughts with their distinct marks, revealed themselves as moments of expression that captured recreated or explored the essence of a subject. By fine-tuning my focus, I was fully present in the experience, taking time to savour the details and connecting a little more deeply to the artwork. On my next visit, 
and I know there will be many, I will begin with a similar presence, to be present for the experience and to follow my curiosity where it leads me. How does your journey evolve when you visit other cities? Is it to a gallery that you go, the mall, the countryside? I'm curious about what gets you thinking. I'm fascinated with marks and the making of marks. Curious about the choices artists make as they make their unique marks. Sometimes I wonder why my own marks are what they are and why they aren't more like yours or theirs. In our meditation practice today, I'd like to invite you to join me on a journey that will encourage us to explore the making of marks and maybe even inspire us to think of the marks we have left behind in the past, the ones we are making in the present, and maybe even what future marks we'll be inspired to create. Like all of our mindful moments, this one is a virtual experience. You need only a comfortable spot to rest and relax and the ability to pause the busyness of your day for a few minutes of self-care together. So, let's get comfortable. Take an intentional breath or two and close your eyes to help negate the distractions around you. Support yourself as you need and let's get ready to visit our own marks. I love the beginnings of the creative process. For me as a painter, the underlayers are loose and unstructured where I have no attachment to an outcome. Process somehow allows me to tune into a primitive part of myself and fully immerse myself in the action of adding paint to a surface. I'd like to invite you to revisit a more primitive part of yourself if that feels right for you today. Or to simply listen in and accompany me as I share a moment with Marx and Maneki. We'll go with the flow and allow ourselves to relax in the comfort of a time without expectation. A time without any attachment to an outcome or the sharing of judgment by assessing values such as good or bad. When I breathe in, I drift I merge with a much younger version of myself. This part of me is aware and curious, excited to explore and to discover. Take in a deep breath with me now. This younger person this younger part of myself readily accepts a container that holds a bundle of large, long-handled brushes. Nearby, there are pots of colour, and before me is an easel just my size. It's ready and waiting with paper attached to it for me to approach. Pause for a moment with me as we recall our own encounters with materials. Scent is a big cue for me. I feel like I can smell the scent of preschool paint. It must have had a washable additive. That scent can inspire memories like the music that has become a soundtrack. It can often unlock a moment or take us back to a shared experience. 
I don't recall who was alongside me painting in this memory. It's not important. I know I was not alone and I was not directed to do or create anything. I was simply given access to materials and encouraged with a smile to pick up a brush with a round bristled end. The pots of colour before me were inspiring. I looked at them all and I wasn't sure which one to choose, but it was a rich cobalt blue that drew me in and my brush dove in. I explored the feeling of the brush against the glass as I felt my way to the bottom. I drew out the brush, loaded with blue, drippy paint. I notice it drip from the end of the paintbrush and take a moment to admire the splash that expands the shape by my feet on the floor. The white page felt expansive and generous and was accepting of the brush that I leaned toward its blank surface. As the liquid blue met the white page, the mark expanded, gathered in a large drip, and ran smoothly and easily to the lip on the easel where it pooled with the residue of earlier drips now dried. Take a minute to visualise that drip rolling down the page. Is it a straight line that it makes, or does it wiggle and bubble? The blue brush returned to the blue pot, and I carefully took hold of a new brush from my container. I plunged it into the waiting yellow and added another mark to my page. A yellow blob became a curve, then a line. Yellow paint gathered into a drip and made its own path to the bottom of the page before it rested on the lip of the easel. Blue was in my hand again, and another swath of colour slid smoothly across the waiting surface. Blue merged with wet yellow and a third player green erupted on the surface. A curious miracle I was not expecting. Putting the brush down, I stepped up for a closer inspection. Tiny bubbles, watery drips, blue merging with yellow to become green. Small hands got involved to touch the tiny bubbles, at first tentatively, then magically both hands were engaged, exploring the blend. The depth of water or sky, the hint of sunshine, the translucent smears at the edges where materials exhausted their run across the page. I was wearing a crunchy plastic pinafore that accepted the marks of remnant colour I absently wiped across my hips and belly before taking the page off the easel and following directions to gather a peg and attaching a corner to a line to dry. I wasn't ready to wash the magic of colour off my hands just yet and stood transfixed and curious watching the edges of the paper curl in the warm air. Taking notice of other pages joining the line to dry before following the cues to wash off my hands and head out into the sunshine to play. Can you recall an interaction like this? The resistance of a dense liquid to a surface. The miracle of colour blending. Later I recalled the crunch of papers being folded and the joy of revealing them at the end of the day. Let's take a minute to pause within these miraculous actions. 
to remind ourselves of the power of discovery, the joy of action where there is no connection to outcome. Breathe and be in this moment. Remain here for as long as you like or are able before taking an intentional breath and beginning to bring gentle movement back into your system. As a painter, I have the privilege of revisiting moments of process and curiosity regularly. If you haven't had an opportunity to invite your inner child out to play with colour in whatever medium you like, I would encourage you to give yourself permission to do it once in a while. You might be surprised at how much you like it. Our time together is coming to an end, but for the time being, if you have enjoyed our time together or found something that resonates for you, I hope you will consider sharing with a friend, be in touch on Instagram, or adding a review. Your commitment and contributions are greatly appreciated. So, until next time, when we seek wisdom at the crossroads through the action of being still, I wish you well and hope you have a great week. Bye now.